Welcome to Podcast Hackers, the show for podcasters by podcasters. Here, each episode, you'll hear from the best and brightest podcasters and learn how they're growing their audience, monetizing their shows, and making an impact through podcasting. And now, your host, Craig Hewitt. All right, welcome back to another episode of Podcast Hackers. Today, we have on Nick Wignall. Nick, how you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks, Craig. Awesome. So, uh, what would my shrink say? Is a fantastic name for a podcast episode. Uh, <laughs> I tried to leave a little dramatic pause in there. I don't know, if that, so quite long enough. But um, yeah, so so I love the title. Uh, I think it's really descriptive, but would love to kind of learn more about uh, kind of you and your podcast and how you got into podcasting. Sure. Well, how I got into podcasting is this was years, maybe five or six years ago. I had just seen the movie Looper. Um, I don't know if you ever saw that movie. Uh, it's kind of a Rian Johnson is the the guy who. Uh, he directed the most recent Star Wars episode. But anyway, he, he did this movie Looper and I was Googling it afterwards and I found this interview he had done with John Gruber. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with John Gruber. He's a yeah, yeah. kind of Apple pundit. He's got a, a show, The Talk Show. And so I listened to that. Um, and that was my, literally my first time ever listening to a podcast. Um, and I thought, eh, this is great. So I listened to some more of his shows and I found an interview he had done with um, Merlin Mann. He has him on regularly. And Merlin has another show with uh, this guy, Dan Benjamin, who runs another podcast network, uh, mm-hmm. Five by Five. And so I got into that whole... They've got tons of shows and just really kind of went deep on all their, all their stuff and just kind of got obsessed with, with podcasts. Um, and so for a long time, I just, I just sort of listened to podcasts. And, uh, but eventually, I'm kind of a nerd at heart. So I, um, I decided, you know, I, I really want to do this. I want to do my own. I had no idea for a show. But so I, uh, I wrangled my buddy Ben in and, and we started a just a, a really kind of basic crude show just to kind of see what this whole podcasting thing was about. Um, and that kind of gave me the bug for actually producing podcasts. Uh, so we did that for a long time. And then we've got a couple other little shows um, in the works. But my colleague Todd and I, who are both psychologists in the same practice here, we regularly, you know, we'd, we'd go out for drinks after work or, or get dinner or go see a movie or something. Um, and we'd often end up talking about understandably our work and, uh, and what we do we're both therapists and we kind of thought you know what <laughs> it would be funny if uh one of our clients happened to be sitting in the booth next to us and kind of overheard us talking about everything from you know a frustrating session in therapy we'd had to what we think about uh you know drugs versus therapy and self-help books and so we just thought hey that you know we have all these great conversations uh, or at least conversations we thought were great and so we decided (laughs) hey let's uh you know let's hit record and just throw together our podcast and see if it's something uh people would be interested in so that's kind of how this podcast uh, came about in particular gotcha gotcha and so these are uh not sort of true stories of your of your kind of professional world is that right it's just like your perspective on things as therapists yeah, you know, they're not exactly, they're not like case studies or anything. We will, um, we of course uh, keep everything sort of anonymized uh, and we don't, you know, confidentiality is really important in, sure. in therapy. Um, but we'll, we'll bring in, you know, things that have happened in there. We just recorded an episode on um, embarrassing moments in therapy that'll, that'll be up in a few days. Um, so we talked about, you know, awkward, horrifically embarrassing things that have happened okay. to us in therapy. So they're, they're true in the sense that they're, they're regular topics and they're kind of um, ideas um, and concepts that, that come up a lot in therapy or in mental health. Yeah, yeah. But our, our kind of shtick is that we're, 
we, we both at least like to think of ourselves as pretty normal average guys um, talking about something that's very seen as kind of very esoteric and strange by most people therapy. Mm. You know, the whole idea of therapy is kind of um, a little bit mysterious, I think, to a lot of people. So we're trying to kind of pull back the curtain a little bit and show that it's, you know, it, it is a, a kind of unique experience, but it's, it's nothing kind of mysterious or anything to be kind of afraid of. And so it's just two regular guys talking about, uh, about therapy and what it's like to be a psychologist. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it. So I, I want to dig in more to the, the structure and the format and how you guys arrived at the, the type of show you do now, because most podcasters fall into two boats, I think. And one is they want to talk about work, but don't know how, because they think like, oh, we'll be kind of like an imposter or I shouldn't talk about work outside of work. And I mm. certainly can't podcast about, you know, being a therapist, right? I mean, that's super personal and confidentiality and stuff like that. Or people say, I don't want to talk about work and I want to talk about <laughs> something like, you know, church or fantasy football or gardening or whatever it is. And so I think those people obviously say, I'm not going to talk about work and I don't want to. But I think even some of those maybe are, are kind of afraid of talking about work outside of work because it might be viewed negatively by, by their employer, if they're self-employed or they're in business, yeah. you know, their employees come in and say, Hey, why are you talking about work outside of work? And you know, all these people are listening to what we're doing kind of, you know, behind the curtain. I would love to hear more about how you and, and kind of your co-host arrived at the fact that it's okay to do what you're doing. And I agree it's okay to do what you're doing, but, but I'd love to kind of hear that kind of mental voyage. Yeah. Um, so the, I guess it sort of started with we, we, we would have these conversations um, sort of related to work. And they were, they were conversations that we, we both just got really enthusiastic about. And I, I think that's often, you know, when people are thinking about starting a podcast, um, that, that idea of enthusiasm, you know, what sort of gets you going, what sort of gets you excited and um, where you sort of, you know, lose track of yourself a little bit, you, you get into these kind of heated, fun conversations. Um, and maybe it's not about work, but um, often I think it is. And so if, if you've got that seed, I think it's, that's a clue that there's something there if, you, if you've got some enthusiasm um, going there. And so we just we thought, hey, you know, this people might be interested in this. Everyone from regular people kind of on the street to other therapists might be kind of intrigued. So we, we thought about it a little more. We, we talked to our boss, the guy who owns our clinic, and he seemed excited by it. And so that, I guess we kind of lucked out in that respect. I guess you could have a a boss or a manager who would be a little bit more uh, touchy or concerned about that, especially because although podcast podcasting is kind of having a moment these days, I feel like a lot of people still are kind of like, huh, podcasts. So maybe sure. thinking yeah. about how do you explain and kind of show what podcasts are to other people, you know, it would be a good thing to kind of think through and, uh, and give people examples of what you're, what you're going to be doing. Um, so that, that's a little bit of a rambly answer to, for it, but... Um, no, that's great. That's great. It, was, it a, was it a concern as you guys went to talk to the, the office manager uh, to talk about, you know, hey, this is what we want to do? Was it, was it something that you thought would be kind of a tough sell or pretty straightforward? Um, I, I guess we were a little bit uh, nervous about it, but, but not especially so. I mean, we have a really good relationship with our, with our boss. It's a pretty small clinic and um, we're all pretty tight. And and he, you know, it helps. He's a little bit of a nerd at heart too, so he he kind of gets uh, nerdy about stuff like this as well. So so that uh, that helped, I think. But yeah, you know, I think there's some natural hesitation there, and just to think that um, you know, for anyone else out there who's thinking about doing something like that, I think that's normal. It, it's normal to be a little bit nervous about bringing up the idea of um, you know doing because podcasting is it's it's a really 
vulnerable thing in a lot of ways. You're, you're really just sort of putting yourself out there and yeah, you can edit things a little bit after the fact, but, um, but not much. You're kind of you're hanging out there. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> so right. The, fr- from the beginning to start to come to terms with that and be okay with that nervousness, I think is a really important uh, kind of mindset. Yeah. Yeah. H- have there been anything specific kind of events or moments or processes that you guys have gone through to realize and accept that nervousness and kind of the touchy nature of what you guys do? Yeah, I think about uh, feedback. Like we got some some pretty early feedback um, right off the bat that was a little, um, you know, anytime you get anything resembling critical feedback, it's always you know your your dander kind of goes up and you, you oh, get sort of nervous, right? Yeah. And, <laughs> oh no, we're fine. There's nothing wrong with our show, you know. <laughs> but one of the pieces of feedback we got was that we can be a little too jargony. You know, we we spend all our our day talking about these um, kind of mental health terms, and a lot of people just have no idea. So one piece of advice or criticism was you guys need to be more kind of a little work on being a little more every man. Um, and that was, I, I think it helped to have a co-host cause we could sort of talk about that and sort of bounce it off of each other. Um, and, and just realize like, yeah, you often feel anxious, um, for a reason cause that, you know, Hey, maybe there's something I need to work on a little bit more. So to, you know, to, to go into the whole podcasting thing with a, um, kind of an experimental mindset to know that this is, this is sort of an experiment. We're trying lots of things. Um, there are going to be some, some trip ups and maybe even failures along the way. And, and that's okay. That's what happens when you, when you try something cool. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, so speaking of uh, trip ups along the way, we'd love to, uh, we don't mean to like pick at the, at the wound too much, but we'd love to hear about some areas where you guys had learning opportunities uh, in kind of getting the podcast started. Yeah, totally. A big one was kind of on the technical end. Um, again, I'm I'm a bit of a, a technical nerd myself, so I like to try and do all the technical stuff myself as much as possible. You know, everything from researching mics and audio interfaces to uh, finding a good uh, hosting solution. <laughs> um, but one of the things that I was having trouble with initially is we we released our first couple episodes and the the levels were kind of off for mm. the like the intro sort of music and it, cause I had, I'd gone in and sort of adjust on a track by track basis that adjusted the, the music levels and, and didn't remember to adjust the, the vocals to kind of to match. Um, so we, we got all these complaints right off the bat. They're like, Hey, uh, like I started your show and it just blasted me. Um, yeah. and then I had to turn the volume down and then I couldn't hear anyone and I had to turn it up and, so that was a little, that was embarrassing. And um, especially for someone who likes to think of themselves as, as uh, pretty technically competent. So I had to go back in and adjust the, adjust the levels and figure stuff out. But, but again, you know, I think that, I think to, it's important to frame that as this is, this is kind of a project and to, to appreciate the process as well as just the end result. Like you're, you're learning and you're trying new things and experimenting and, um, you know, that, that was one little area where we, we had a little slip up, but it ended up being good because now I know, uh, I have a better understanding of logic and how to edit and <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, so. so you mentioned logic. Is that the tool you're using for editing your audio? Yeah. Um, it was, it was a little overwhelming at first. I, I it happened to come, um, installed on my computer and I, I kind of knew that I could use something simpler like audacity or garage band or, but I had a pretty good sense early on that, you know, I think this podcasting thing is really something I want to do. And if I want to do it more seriously, it makes sense to, um, you know, to really learn something a little bit more, something I can grow into um, mm-hmm. as I get more into podcasting. So mm-hmm. 
and and I'm I'm fairly good at sort of diving in and um, just sort of playing around and hitting random buttons and <laughs> seeing what happens. And combined with you know lots of helpful YouTube tutorials, um, it it works out pretty well. Gotcha. Do you use anything else uh, aside from Logic? Do you use anything like Gophonic or any other kind of filtering software? I don't, although it's it's sort of on my list of things to explore um, different kind of plugins and um, processing uh, stuff for my... That, that's an area kind of the getting more polish on the technical side is is something I'm... Um, that's in our future, I think. Um, sure. But at this point, I don't. It, it's pretty much just Logic and I just export to MP3 and then upload to, to Cassis. Yep, yep. And so just to clarify, when you talk about plugin, you're talking about plugins for Logic. So most of the editing softwares out there have third-party plugins, much like WordPress, right, does. Right. Um, so yeah, I think all of these tools are really extendable and some of them are, most of them are really full-featured anyhow, but uh, there's definitely tools to go out to, you know, enhance the compression or normalization or leveling or whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, very cool. Very cool. Uh, at this at this point, how many episodes do you guys have for the for the show with your therapist, buddy? Man, let's see. We I think we just released our eleventh episode last week. We we try to release every week on Friday mornings. Um, okay, so we're we're still pretty pretty early on in the process, but gotcha. And how how is kind of eleven episodes in? How has traction and kind of reception been from your audience? Um, pretty good. It's um, you know, it's still pretty pretty small at this point. We started off really just telling kind of family and friends and and colleagues about it. Um, but most people um, most people seem to enjoy it, and uh, you know, we're, we're we're still kind of you know, writers talk about finding their voice, um, and I think there's something similar with with podcasting that the first I think of the first um, I don't know 10, 20, 30 episodes as really sort of exploring different different ways of going about it and kind of finding both what works for us and what works for our audience and finding kind of the, the golden mean there in the middle. Yeah. I think there's a ton to that. I mean, I think people who, who believe that they'll knock their first episode out of the park are, are just kind of lying to themselves or fooling themselves <laughs> probably. Uh, and it's a little bit of a shame, right? Because we all want to launch our podcast with a bunch of grandeur and get into new and noteworthy and all this kind of stuff. But the fact is for those of us who, who don't have, you know, a, a history or experience in media to think that we're going to sit in front of the microphone and talk professionally and about something interesting, all this kind of stuff the first time or the first five or 10 times is really unrealistic. So yeah, I think that, you know, launching slowly is not a bad approach because what a lot of people find is that you'll, you'll get your best content and you as an interviewer will become better at the 10th episode. So maybe, you know, get the show out there as soon as you can, but really launch, uh, you know, at the 10th episode or something like that. So you can start getting some, uh, some, some listeners when your content is really good. I, I think that's a really fair thing. Yeah. I, I guess everyone's different. Everyone's got kind of different requirements and, and interests, but, um, I just, in my, I feel like in everything in life, um, there's just such a, a steep learning curve with new things and there, there, there's no real way around that I don't think and if you're if you're at all interested in playing the long game um, doing kind of that early hard work of learning how a, you know how a show works how podcasting works how you want to talk about something I, it, it can be slower up front but I think I, I expect the dividends in the long run are going to be better to really take that time to to learn and try things and um, find a solid base instead of just going with your first thought and making that be the, the way you have to do it yeah. So I'm all about experimenting, but um, it's just us, I guess. You know, the other thing that's kind of interesting is 
I have done some podcasting previous to this show, but my co-host hadn't at all. So that, that's been kind of an interesting um, dynamic to negotiate. Um, even just little things like um, I've, I've got fairly good mic technique, you know, speaking closely to the mic and, and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's never really spoken into a, a mic before. So th- that was a kind of unexpected little wrinkle that we, we continue to have to kind of um, work on and um, negotiate as we get into um, doing the podcast. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, that's, you know, I, that's probably a pretty unique dynamic. I think most people either get into it new together or, or kind of experienced content people and both get into it at the same level. Mic technique is something that is under talked about by a lot. What are some things that, that you've been able to kind of tips that you've been able to give your co-host about how to record better audio? Other than swallowing the mic, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, do you mean more on the technical side or more on the? Yeah, uh, on the on the the mic technique side. So I think that's a little bit like process and a little bit technical, right? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, so I think um, being, I think a lot of people intuitively are afraid to like touch the mic. <laughs> mm. Understandable, you don't want to add like vibration or, or, or whatever. But if you've got a good kind of um, either a pop filter or, or some kind of a um, foamy thing on top to, to get rid of those plosives, um, you don't. It, it's better to get a little bit too close than to be too far away. Um, so I think, but but our natural instinct is kind of the other way around. We we tend to sort of fall away from the mic um, by nature. It's almost I don't know. You could get a little psychological with it and think that it's sort of it's sort of a defensive, this new kind of scary thing. You sort of naturally over the course of an episode, you're going to kind of fall away from the mic. Um, but it's good to, to kind of approach and get right up in there. Um, so I, I think that's just don't be afraid of the mic. I think subconsciously, you're going to be sort of if you've never done it before, you're going to be a little, uh, you're going to fall away by nature, and you're going to have to kind of compensate for that a little bit. So that's, you know, I, I think that's just closer is better. Um, obviously, it depends on the kind of mic you have. But just to know that your natural your body naturally is going to kind of fall away from it. So you got to account for that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think I think it's great. And I think just some of the simple things like the pop filter and the boom mount, like the little arm that attaches to your mm-hmm. desk to get the mic at the level of your mouth is uh, like if you can do those two things and you have a decent microphone, you're going to sound really good compared to a lot of people out there. Most and, stuff, yeah. Yeah, get close. You know, I say like a fist width away from the mic, maybe is kind of right. like as far as I say. So I use a Audio Technica ATR2100, which is a really quiet microphone. Right. That's the same one we use. Yeah. 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 So it's a great mic. It's, it's the mic we recommend. It's absolutely fantastic. It's like a miracle for 60 bucks. Yeah, it's so cheap. But it's, but it's pretty quiet, right? So you really like get the gain right. all the way up on the input and sit pretty close to the mic. But what happens when you do that is, the mic doesn't have to, I'll be very untactical, work so hard <laughs> to pick <laughs> up your voice so it doesn't pick up a bunch of other crap, right? So if you sit sure. far away or you had the amp, the, the input turned up all the way on on a more sensitive mic, it's going to pick up a bunch of other stuff in the room. So yeah, I think the the balance that this mic has is really, really solid for the people who want like good sounding but really forgiving audio. Because that's that's the dynamic, right? Like this trade-off, I think. Yeah, I think that's a great way to describe it. Good sounding, but forgiving. Yeah, yeah. Neat. So uh, going back to your podcast being part of your professional life, uh, where do you see the podcast going in the future, I guess, from a professional perspective? Well, 
you know, one unexpected kind of benefit or, or interesting facet of doing this is that it's made me um, subtly shift the way I um, the way I actually practice. Um, so, you know, a lot of our topics are born out of you know little things. Like a, a client once mentioned recently that you know all kids in school should have some class like like mental health one hundred and one or emotional health one hundred and one because it's something that's not really taught I and mean, people don't really learn about until they. Um, if they end up in therapy. Um, so we get little ideas from our clients. Um, so obviously, our profession can be fodder for topics for our show. But I found that by taking these topics and and kind of rolling over them in a podcast episode, which is a very different kind of environment, it, it subtly kind of makes me think about um, these topics a little bit differently and helps me... When you have to take a, an abstract concept and articulate it like for an audience like you would in a podcast, it it makes you really clarify your thinking. So I found that when I've gone back, having talked about a topic in in a podcast and and talked about it or revisited it in a therapy session, I find I'm actually a little bit more articulate and expressive, um, which has been sort of a really a, a cool revelation that my not only can your work generate topics for your show, but your show may actually, in funny ways, may end up influencing your work in kind of a positive way. Sure. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, that's something I, I would not have expected, but that's fantastic. Uh, kind of unintended consequence. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, for sure. Cool. So Nick, for folks who want to learn more about you and the podcast and kind of check out what you guys have going on, can you share with folks where they can kind of learn more about everything? Yeah, so we have a pretty basic website for our show. It's just whatwouldmyshrinksay.com. Um, and it's a, it's a basic site. It's just kind of a landing page. You can subscribe in iTunes or Google Play. There's a little About Us section um, that you can check out. And you can obviously search for us in whatever podcast player um, you use. So that's a, that's a really good place um, to go to learn more and check out the show. Awesome. Awesome. Nick, thanks so much for being on today. I really appreciate it. It was, uh, it was a great chat. Thank you, Craig. Thank you for listening to another episode of Podcast Hackers. If you liked what you heard today, please head over to iTunes and leave a rating and review. This goes a long way towards helping spread the word about the show to other podcasters just like you. Until next time, happy podcasting.